listening to Game Jocks, Gaming for All, where we talk about all things related to video games and the esports community at large. Find out more right now with our host, Josh Goodbye, sponsored by Abacus 3. Here's your host of Game Jocks, Josh Goodbye. Hello, everybody. This is Game Jocks. I'm here today with Zinigami, who is a YouTube content creator and also a Twitch personality star. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for joining us at Game Jocks, where this is gaming for all. And we're promoting gaming just for everyone to understand what it's like out there, because there's more than just competition. There's a whole community out there. So Zinigami, just please introduce yourself and let the crowd know what you're up to. Yeah, my name is Zach. I go by Zinigami. I am a full-time Twitch streamer and YouTuber. I've been doing it for uh, over five years and full-time for over three years now. I got my start playing a mobile game called One Piece Treasure Cruise. And now I play all sorts of things and focus on creating a lot of educational content, mostly teaching people how to be better content creators and look at what they're really doing wrong and why they're not growing how they think they should be growing nowadays as a influencer. Absolutely. Well, that's really exciting. So tell us a little bit, how did you get into streaming? Yeah. So I got into streaming because I was sitting at home and I was playing all my games and I decided that, Hey, if I'm going to be sitting here playing games anyways, I should try to be a little bit productive. And you know, like if I do streaming, then I'll feel like I'm doing something while I'm playing games. Like I can work on how well I'm speaking, how clearly I'm speaking, try to get rid of ums and uhs when I stutter, <laughs> try to enunciate a little bit better, get a little better posture. That's all gone down the gutter. Okay. That's, throw, that's all out the window. Okay. I, awesome. Now I slur my words and I slouching all day long. But that was like the initial idea. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll like better myself. That's the, that's, that's the, uh, that's what I told myself I do. So that way I can sit there and sit and stream and play lots of Diablo and League of Legends and Hearthstone as much as I want. Absolutely. And how do you feel right now since looking back a couple of years ago, uh, just starting off and again, removing the uhs and the ums and uh, all those filler words, how do you feel both on the camera and off the camera? Oh, it's definitely something that you get more comfortable with over time. It's streaming is a skill that you will practice and you will get better at and speaking clearly, keeping track of chat while playing the game. These are all muscles that you will build and reinforce and flex over time as a streamer. So uh, it's very different from if you're doing live content where you have to get used to working or if you're doing pre-recorded content where you want to be better at working off a script and get better at video editing, getting better at, better at make sure you hit the beats and your jokes. And when you're doing live streaming content, you really need to just be able to have your personality on for extended periods of time. You know, obviously getting into streaming, it takes some time. And obviously you mentioned that it's not always scripted. Things are happening on the fly and a lot of it can be improvised. So what makes in that sense for talking to folks out there on the online community and both uh, in events, what makes the streaming community so special for you? So why I really enjoy streaming is you get a lot of direct and immediate feedback from your viewers. Like whenever right. you make a video, I'll 
sit there. I'll record the video one day. I'll edit it in another uh, that night or in another day. I'll upload it. And it isn't really until like a day after that you start getting comments back on the video and you really can get a feel of how your audience feels about like, oh, did they like this game? Did they like this video? Do you like these topics that we did? And I, you can't sit and have a conversation with somebody. It's mm-hmm. like setting, having someone as a pen pal. You know, you're writing this entire essay out. You're saying out to me. You got to wait for their response. And streaming is just so immediate with the feedback you get. You know, you're literally having conversations with someone while things are going on. And it's just, just great to be able to have a really large community that you are sharing something with live. Do you think that helps you in the long run with being as in meeting them in conventions or having speaker events, et cetera? So my audience is really strange because it's such a niche audience. I really have a lot of viewers that are spread all over the world. In fact, 25% or 20% of my viewers are actually German and only 25% are American. Why do you think that is? uh, Look, Germans like their anime, okay? (laughs) You know... Americans, we like to think we're a little weebs, but the Germans, they know what's up. And I can tell you from experience from all of our viewers, they love their anime. And that's, you know, that's what my audience are. We're just a bunch of people who like anime girls. What does that tell for yourself with, uh, again, starting off when you're going to streaming, did you know you were going to get to this point of reaching this audience in Germany uh, reaching the audience in America and also in other international countries. Did you feel like you had to stick to your one pathway when you initially started or did you have to adapt? Look, I always knew I was going to be wildly successful. Okay. The moment I started, I was like, you know what? My future is going to be my name up in lights all around the world. One day I will be teaching people how to floss in Times Square, but <laughs> it's, it's really weird the way that, you know, things have worked out having such a diverse audience like around the world. You really wouldn't think that so many people who are not in the same country with you and don't. I mean, English is to many of them a second language, even. Right. So weird to think so many of them are are hanging out and talking to me on such a regular basis. What are the experiences that you had prior to streaming that kind of influenced your way in being in front of the camera, being the personality that you are? Oh man, where does that start? I mean, basically everything I've ever done just has culminated in where I am now. And a lot of experience that I have is from uh, a lot of businesses that my dad's run. Uh, cause my dad is a very, well, he's very big in entrepreneurship. So he really right. likes to start his own businesses. Most of our, all of our businesses are small family owned ventures. Most of them failed. We've owned a, a cafe. We've owned a, a, several software companies, auto repair shop. Uh, we still have a sports bar. That one's been around for 13 years now. My dad is a software developer by trade. Uh, so that's where he got started making software for optometrists. And then branching out from there, seeing, hey, you know, I could buy this software some, from somebody or I could develop my own and then sell it to others. Uh, we had So we had all those. We even had a strip club for a year. And 
being in an Asian family, my parents own me. So as soon as before I'm old enough to legally work, they had me working in every single one of these companies. And that really forced me out of my comfort zone and really forced me to work with people. I mean, I remember the youngest time I was at a uh, trade show. We used to go to for the optometry I mean, for the practice managers. We used to go to optometry conventions all the time. Mm-hmm. So my brother and I, we were homeschooled. So my parents taught me and my brother at home drag us around to these conventions all the time. Middle of the school year, we'd be in the middle at Las Vegas at American Optometry Association convention. In the middle of the school year, only two kids in the entire building dressed us up in little suits. So we looked professional. My brother and I just wanted to sit down and play uh, Pokemon on the Game Boy. Oh, I miss like a doctor comes up and we get dragged up and say, Hey, tell me about your system. I'm like, all right, <laughs> so and so is how you do it, blah, 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 blah. And my dad will tell you to rest and go sit down and play game. All these things just really force me to get used to talking to a lot of people. That definitely helps. Having a lot of these uh, being used to starting conversations with people that you're not familiar with at all, especially in a semi professional environment. Right. Uh, really helps with uh, streaming. When, when you were participating and you know, learning from your parents, growing up, being very entrepreneurial, are there any experiences in particular that stand out to you that makes you outside your comfort zone still when you're streaming? So there have definitely been times that I don't feel completely in control or completely comfortable with, with what's happening. Uh, like first time you're speaking on stage, first time you're hosting an event, or just being a guest on a lot of different events, you get, you get nervous and you still get nervous all the time. Like even if it's a smaller group of people, but if you're doing a live event and you get to see them live in person, it's, it still gives you those nervous little butterflies. And that's really good. You want to have those nervous butterflies when you're doing these things. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps you sharp. It keeps you making sure that you don't flub your lines or, you're acting properly whenever you're in front of everyone. And it's, it's scary to a lot of people, but I enjoy that little bit of fear of like, I got, I got to make sure I don't mess up in front of everyone. This is, I have to make sure I do this right. Are there any fears that you have when you're talking with your audience that are you asking yourself, did I do the right thing? Or is it more of, they like me great. If they don't, they can move on to some other personality. Oh, I am absolutely arrogant and confident in my content creation, my viewers, man. Like if they don't like what's going on, they definitely will find someone else. Cause there's a lot of people out there doing stuff and I trust my audience to like the stuff that I like. And I trust them to, uh, dislike whatever they want to dislike. And you know, what I do is not going to line up with them all the time, but I'll take all my energy and put it behind stuff that I really enjoy. And if I enjoy it, I know somebody else will in turn enjoy that as well. Does that, as well as keep you on your toes, does that keep you motivated to continue doing what you're doing? I find that a lot of people, there's, there's, there's a lot of people who burn out on content creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people push themselves too far and too fast and don't really schedule themselves and pace themselves and give themselves enough time to relax and uh, get away from things. And I feel like, well, the, the way I work, 
is definitely a symptom of being once again that homeschool growing up watching my dad run all these businesses uh, from our home because the front rooms of our house used to be his office so the phone would ring where like my brother and i are a little four and five year old kids and the phone would ring we have to be quiet pretend like we're in office can't have kids running around as soon as a, my dad hangs up we can yell and scream as much as we want again mm-hmm. but i would i've grown up just watching the hours involved in being your own boss. Like I know whenever you're an entrepreneur and I know whenever you're running your own company, you, you know, you can have all the hours you want. You can take whatever breaks you want. You can go on vacation this weekend if you want, but you are also working 24 seven. Like the moment that you wake up to the moment you're going to sleep, you are on the job. And a lot of people let themselves do that and don't give themselves enough time to relax. And they feel this constant pressure to be working, this constant pressure to be performing, just incredibly overwhelming. And I, I kind of like that. I, when I work, I mean, I'm, I'm playing games after all. So it's not like I'm working that hard. <laughs> and I'm always doing something else at the same time, watching a YouTube video or doing something else while I'm editing a video. Yeah. So I don't, I'm definitely not that diligent, but I know. I knew long before I started streaming the hours involved. And that's definitely helped out a lot in making sure that I don't get burned out or anything. I feel like that's a somewhat of a misconception that people don't understand with streaming is that there's so much behind the scenes that's still the video being put into, whether it's live or uh, posting it on your social media. Uh, there's this hustle and like what you're just saying about being your own boss. I think that is really important for the audience to really know about is uh, you can turn your hobby into a business, but once it's a business, it's got to keep it flowing. Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of people get into streaming and they think they, they see, they see what happens in front of the camera. You know, they see that this person is very outgoing. They see this person is good at talking. They say he's playing games and then, you know what? I can talk. I can play games. I can do all of that. When really the, act of playing the game is is only half of what you need to be doing as a content creator. You need to be managing your brand. You need to be sending out emails. You need to be editing your videos. You need to be managing your social medias, managing your, your Discord, your Twitter, your Instagram, all these different things that you need to be doing. Or you need to be successful enough in order to hire someone else to do all of these things. And that's not cheap. So you've got to either grow to a point or have some sort of investment to be able to throw at someone else to help you with these things or have uh, a dedicated team to help you with these things. Or you got to learn to do all these yourself, which can be very intimidating to a lot of people. And a lot of people don't know about it before they get into because they see, I want to play games and get paid. And golly, that would be great. But <laughs> no, not many people are ever going to get to that stage. I'm not at that stage where I can just play games and get paid. But with the experience that you have, you're definitely becoming a leader in the field. So I, I know that there are people out there that are still in their streaming 101 phase. So tell us a little bit about what you're planning to do and helping those people out to get the ground running. Yeah. So I'm a part of a team that is uh, Stream Coach TV. We are now teaching other people how to be better streamers, how to improve their content. And we have a six week curated. Uh, boot camp basically that's going to go over 
a lot of different topics and trying to help you improve as a content creator. And there's seven of us on the team where it's going to involve a, uh, a lecture first, then a discussion, then one-on-one time. So it's basically broken down into phases per week. So you have your uh, lecture that you're going to watch, and then you'll be, uh, we'll have a large group discussion about the topic of the weeks. And then we'll break up into individual one-on-one times. That way you can, really talk to a lot of the different coaches, get their different perspectives on the different topics. And we can give you answers to whatever questions you have. And outside of that, I'm also working on my own personal YouTube where I'm going to be working on weekly videos to really just talk about streaming and content creation and how you can improve that. That's very interesting. I find that really awesome for those who are really wanting to get into this space. And what would you say out of that is the bigger picture in streaming content creation? You know, in this world, this age of abundance, there's so much content out there. Where do you see this leading off to for this coming decade? So streaming is definitely becoming more and more mainstream. I mean, we see streamers participating in what we would consider older media events. We see Ninja and Times Square uh Names like Ninja and the Docker starting to become kind of household names. And that's amazing to see these things just working their way from something that only nerds do or only nerds talk about to something that is just becoming generally more accepted by the general population and seeing our hobbies and our, uh, the things that we enjoy, not just being these little niche things that kids do, but as potential careers. Game Jocks is sponsored by Abacus 3. Abacus 3 creates world-class and immersive esports experiences, events, and activations that attract and engage the next generation of gamers. They're the only company to offer a turnkey workflow from strategy, design, build, production, and sponsorship in an effort to bring together and enhance the collective gaming community. Find out more at abacus3.gg to see how Abacus 3 can immerse you closer into the gaming world. I, I love to hear that, and I think that's a lot of what resonates with what this podcast is as game jocks is to make the nerds and the gamers, they are all cool again. And uh, they've always been cool. And now to know that streaming has been in the mainstream, I mean, it's in the word mainstream. It's really exciting <laughs> to see how developed it's been and how fast paced this, this industry has become to the point where the influencers nowadays are making the decisions for those in the young demographic to even in the later generations. With your influences and and what you've been doing so far has been really awesome to see. My big question though is how do you explain people what you do? And how do you tell people what you do? So I find that relating... uh, Basically, everyone knows what YouTube is nowadays. I mean, how do you not know what YouTube is? Uh, So I find it... I just start out there as like, you know, what I do is, you know, you know about YouTube, you know, about people make videos online now. Well, I do that live for gaming. And that's basically where the start is. And then they'll ask like, oh, oh, really? And you get paid for that? <laughs> Which is <laughs> always the question. It's like, oh, you can get paid for that? It's like, well, well, yeah, absolutely. In the same way that like if you watch TV, you know, there's commercials on TV. And you watch YouTube, there's ads on YouTube. And that's how I get paid mostly is that 
whatever I do, I'm making content and there will be ads run on, on those contents or there will be people who want to sponsor me to create certain types of content or put things into my videos or on my stream or on my social medias. And that's how I get paid. Mm-hmm. What are other methods for people to support you other than you know paying you through donations or through any advertisements that you put online? What, what are ways for people in your community and, and those that haven't yet joined to continue to support people like you? So this is something that comes up every once in a while. It's like you have someone in your chat who's probably younger. He probably is in his teens or in school. They've That's the big problem with life is that the younger you are, you got a lot of time, but no money. And you get older. Now you have all this money and no time. And a lot of people want to support you and have time on their hands, but don't have the ability to subscribe or to donate or to give money to your Patreon or anything like that. And they ask you like, how, how can I help your channel grow? Cause I really like your content. And some of the biggest things they can do is just be around. And I don't just mean like watching, but I mean like responding and being an active part of community. And it's great because when you do that and you're a part of someone's community and you are talking in their chat and coming on YouTube, you help change and you help shape the way that their community works out. You know, if you are really positive, you put all this good energy into somebody's chat room and you're being really active and talk to the other, not only talking to the streamer, but just talking to the other people in chat. You're putting all this good energy out there. It really changes the way that the entire community feels. And it's so incredibly helpful to the content creator whenever you do that, because not only do we get to see that you're enjoying it, like we, if you're there and we see that little number as you as a viewer, we see you on the list or we see you on Discord, we know that you're there. We know that you're enjoying it, but being able to hear that you're enjoying it and see that you're talking and engaging. And it's so amazing to get this direct feedback that what we're doing is it's basically validating our content creation. You're basically telling us by talking in our chats that you like what's going on. And whenever something someone new comes into chat, one of the scariest things to do is to say hi. I mean, just to be able to say hi and and break past that little barrier that you have of online anonymity can be can be scary if no one else is already talking. Mm-hmm. No, no one wants to be that person who walks into an into a brand new room and introduce themselves to the entire group. But if you walk into a room and everyone's chatting away and someone says, Hey dude, what's up? That hey dude, what's up is amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, that starts the conversation. That breaks down your your uh, responsibility to be the one to say hi. And now you can say, "Oh hey, I'm doing great. How are you? What's going on here? What what are we doing here today?" It's that two way calm between the streamer and the viewer. It's it's so crucial. It's just anything day to day. It's getting that response back and knowing that you can continue the conversation. Continue moving forward with whatever you're doing, whatever the person that's listening is doing. It's, it goes down to what we do on a daily basis. Oh yeah. And that's what, that's the big difference between streaming and making a video. Like when you make a video, you're making stuff that's either going to be evergreen. So it's going to be stuff that's going to be relevant for a long time, or you want to make something about a topic. Whereas Mm -hmm. streaming is just kind of talking, you know, 
having a conversation with someone else. A video is writing an essay and performing that essay in a very eloquent way. And streaming is where you're going to flub your lines and just talk and be very casual with your audience. And would you say whether, you know, these conversations, discussions, they can lead to obviously the video games and developing your personality online. Would you call this content creation, this streaming capability as artistic? Would you define content creators as artists? Oh, absolutely. It, it, I would, I would say, you know, depending on how you define artists, maybe not, but I would say it's a creative (laughs) endeavor. Yes. It is definitely a creative endeavor. And as a content creator, you are a creative person, the same way that a writer is a creative person, same way that an illustrator is a creative person. We're all just using different parts of our creative mind in order to bring entertainment to people. Because at the end of the day, as a streamer, as a YouTuber, as a content creator, the number one goal for you at the end of the day is to entertain people. And how you do that depends on you and depends on the type of content you make. If you're going to be making funny voices, you're going to be uh, appealing to their intellect. If you're going to be uh, just relaxing and being very down to earth with somebody, all these different types of streams, all these different types of videos, all these different types of content are creative endeavors that you are going to have to do every single day as a content creator is that you're going to wake up, you're going to turn on your stream and you have to do something new because no one wants to watch the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. And that does take a certain part of the brain to where guys like, so what are we going to talk about today? What are we going to do today? You just know that you can turn on the mic and you just let yourself talk and people respond back to you. Oh yeah. Awesome. So I had another quick question. Uh, you know, with, with streaming going on and turning this hobby into a business, things can get hectic, right? Your schedule starts to change. When people are trying to make plans with you during the day, you may have to push them out for a rain check. You want to call it your, you can call it your comfort zone, but also just where you can find yourself at peace, where you can do whatever you want or remind you of your childhood, any little detail. That is what I consider the place of calm. So I've, man, I've grown up on the computer for as long as I've known. Just being in front of a keyboard and typing and talking to people online is, is, that's what comforts me. Uh, I've been playing games and MMOs since as long as I could write. And being a part of online communities is really, really relaxing to me. I've played a lot of MMOs in my life. I used to play World of Warcraft and be a part of guilds on there with a lot of people from all around. So just it the nature of it changes. Instead of hanging out with people playing games, I am hanging out with people who play games. And we might not be playing the same thing at the same time, but I can pop into discords. There's a few discords that I'm actually active in and I can say hi. And I know that there's people there to say hi back. Well, that's... Always great to hear. And I talking back and forth with folks is always something that can give yourself a check and say, you know, someone wants to hear me. I've built my brand and they want to understand who I am and I get to know them a little better. It gives that sense of trust. And Zinigami, I really appreciate your time and, and building that trust with us and, and telling your story about streaming and how streaming can be for almost anyone out there to build their brand, to build their personality and whether or not you 
wanted to do it, you can get started right away through having a mic, a camera, and your favorite video game, or it doesn't have to be your video game. It can be whatever you want to talk about, just knowing that you can have an audience that will want to talk back to you, knowing that you have some common interests with them. So Zinigami, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I really appreciate you being here and thanks for letting me in on this call. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time again. And uh, we'll talk soon and hope to hear from the Game Jocks audience really soon. Thank you and have a good rest of the day. All right. You've been listening to Game Jocks, gaming for all, hosted by Josh Gabay and sponsored by Abacus 3. 